0: In these days, we have become very accustomed to a sense of powerlessness, a sense that we don't have the control that perhaps we formerly had. And this gives rise to all sorts of reactions of anger, frustration, fear, and discouragement. The gospel, as always, strikes upon us to change our vision, to transfigure our minds, and help us to see again the truth of reality, the truth of the Lord's work in our lives and the truth that the Lord seeks to accomplish for each of us. In this short story of the Canaanite woman, we're given a drama, a short drama, of the way faith and worship bring us into contact with the very power of God. The very power of God that created us, that brought us here and it seeks to hold us in being and draw us to himself day by day. That's the power that this Canaanite woman is drawing close to. And so we can learn, if we attend to the drama of this passage, a few lessons for ourselves about the work of God that is happening for us, around us, and in us. First, the woman is crying out. She calls to the Lord, have pity on me, Lord, son of David. Why? She says, my daughter is tormented by a demon. We are given a picture of a mother, a mother mourning. Mourning her daughter's pain, powerless in the face of suffering. And yet her daughter's pain is also her own. She says, have pity on me. Have pity on me, Lord. Tormented by a demon. That's strange to us. We're not accustomed to hearing of demons except in some perhaps outdated or superstitious way. But, of course, as Christians, we believe in the existence of the visible and the invisible. The choirs of angels and those angels who chose against God. And this woman is caught in the power of those fallen angels, those powers that seek only to destroy. In fact, tormented by a devil it's not even as strong as the language of the gospel. The language of the gospel is more like, she was devil, terribly. She was devil. It's, it's like, what, what do devils do? Devil's devil. They have one task to cause pain, to sow fear, and to cause destruction. So the woman says, My daughter is deviled terribly. Everyone is suffering from demons. That's why Christ comes to free us from the evil. But this woman's daughter suffers terribly. And so this mother comes to the Lord, powerless, unable to help, the daughter she loves. And she seeks power from the one who loves her. Jesus, however, gives a strange reply, a challenging reply, of silence. She asks the Lord to help, and the Lord says nothing. The word of God does not say a word to her. The Lord, of course, has a strategy here. He's not just ignoring us when we pray. But Jesus, in the letter to the Hebrews calls the perfecter of our faith, is drawing something out of her, drawing her closer. And that's exactly how the woman responds. She keeps crying out. The disciples are bothered. Dismiss her, Lord. The woman comes close. She falls down to her knees at the feet of the Word of God and she says Lord help me this is the saving truth of Christian worship when we come before the Lord when we fall to our knees whether it's in the church in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass or in the solitude of our own home to fall to our knees is to abandon ourselves to the only power in this world Jesus Christ Who comes to free and to save in his own way? So again, the Lord replies with strange words. It is not fair to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Strange and harsh from the Lord who loves us so much. And yet, looking closer at the words, the word Jesus uses for dogs is actually the Greek word for puppies. It's a strange rejection of the woman that's also an invitation. You can sense the hint of a smile on the Lord's face as he knows that this daughter of his is drawing close. It is not right to throw the children's food to the puppies. But the Lord, who created all things, knows how persistent dogs can be. And he knows that this woman's belief is in fact dogged. She will persist. She will draw close. The woman responds with one of the greatest responses to the Lord God. Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's tables. The woman persists. And this perhaps is one of the greatest lessons for all of us. We approach the Lord. That's not enough. We fall to our knees, still not enough. We must persist on our knees, respond to the Lord, counter the Lord, even argue with the Lord. Yes, Lord, I am a little dog begging for food, but only give me a scrap. And here we're meant to hear the words of the centurion that we also say in the mass, Lord, I'm not worthy. But only say the word, only a scrap, the tiniest scrap, can save me, can save those we love, whom we are powerless to save. Jesus finally responds, and here is a triumph of grace. O woman, great is your faith. God himself speaks with joy. Joy of his own gift. Jesus tells us that. No one comes to the Son unless the Father draws him. And here the Son of God looks at the woman and rejoices that the Father has brought her to him. This is the love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that we worship, that we live. This woman came to the Lord poor, fearful, powerless, and yet also faithful, and persistent. So Jesus's strategy is what draws us here. Draws us onward day by day. We wait for him to say the words, let it be done for you as you wish. Let your wishes, your deep desires be fulfilled. Let your desire for life, for freedom, for joy, grow and be fulfilled. Let us pray for a scrap of the word of God. Let us be dogged in our prayer. And let us always seek out the Lord who rejoices to to give good gifts to his children.